Hey, what is going on guys? DK, back at you with another video here to break down the eight game NBA main slate on Monday. If this is your first time watching, welcome. My name is DK. I make content for daily fantasy sports, prize picks, and for NBA Top Shot slash NFL all day. Premium content if you want more in-depth content, player pools, core plays, cash plays, GPP plays, if then statements, uh, private roster construction videos, and most importantly, the private uh, live stream before lock every single slate. Uh, you can check out uh, the information uh, in my Patreon, which is, again, linked in the description below. The sponsor of this video, guys, is Roast Umber. Uh, I drink this stuff every single day to, t uh, to stay on top of my games. I'm ready to tilt all night DFS. But, yeah, guys, it's it's really, really good uh, coffee. Again, my personal favorite is the Nitro. So you can use my discount code DKDFS for 20% off your order. Um, try it out. You will not be disappointed. All right, so... Let's get into the video. Let's look back mine up here from tonight. I was taking, I just, would have been my second takedown in under a week. And I was taking down until overtime. Where Nikola Jokic goes for like 40 in overtime and Ingram, I think, had negative fancy points in overtime. So I get overtime and I'm at first. I'm like, uh-oh. Like, I just wanted this game to end. I had first place locked up. Five people passed me with Jokic. I was winning first, first place, like $700. Now I'm going to double my money. And maybe not even double. There's, you know, someone's uh, coming close with uh, Luke Kennard in the second half. About 15 points down. Unreal stuff, guys. Unreal. Again, it just added to the list of uh, different ways I can run bad. But yeah, so let's go over my lineup. So I was really high in the Pelicans today. I, I knew they weren't going to get much ownership, and they smashed. Uh, JV was smashing. He fouled out. CJ then got a pretty solid game. And Ingram uh, went for 60 fancy points. But I, had like, I, I swear he had negative fancy points at overtime. Uh, he went absolutely off after starting the game. I check it out. I'm like, okay, what's going on here? O of six in the first 11 minutes Ingram was. He had, I think he had one assist. I'm just like, are you serious right now? Luckily, he turned it around in a big way. Uh, massive chalk. John Morant was a bust in a great matchup. No real regrets there. Um, you know, sometimes it's just good players in great spots can bust, right? So it's like, sure, Jaws price wasn't super, super cheap. But also, it was, like, pretty difficult to prioritize Jokic on the slate at his price with there being, you know, not not a lot of great value. So, um, and you can see, by the way, my lineup work that I was, uh, I went to the Houston guys as a contrarian place. Someone asked me on the Patreon live stream, like, who's your favorite low-owned plays? I said, uh, the two Houston guys, Christian Wood and Kevin Porter Jr. They both absolutely smashed KPJ 41, Wood for 54 at no ownership. So that was huge. Um, and you can see the little pairing there with, with Ja plus the Houston guys. Um, Boucher was a smash. He was a must. Um, Clarkson started the game like 0 of 8. I was just like, I had Clarkson start the game 0 of 8 and Ingram like 0 of 6. I'm just like, I cannot take this anymore. Um, Bad Young, again, it was a Chua that you really wanted of those other value bigs off the bench. So. It was a tough call with those two. I ended up picking wrong, but again, no real regret. No real regrets with the play. And then I went to a low on Devontae Graham. 
over massive chalk Trent Forrest, who I thought was very overowned in tournaments. Even though I thought he was a decent value, Trent Forrest should not have been 70% or whatever he was uh, in tournaments. So, yeah, guys, that's it for the look back. Again, if it wasn't for the overtime, I would have had my second takedown in under a week, but it looks like just a double up. Um, I'm tilted. I'm going to be tilted probably for the next few hours here. But, hey, it is what it is. Um, winning lineup, this is in the Thunderdome. Um, Jokic, or they didn't have Jokic, actually. Clarkson, uh, Mitchell's massive chalk. Forrest, 83%, which is fine. Boucher, 100% owned, as he should have been. JV, again, fouled out. Otherwise, he would have had a big, big game. Bain, Barnes, Ingram. One player that was very, very popular, Jaron Jackson Jr. Never play chalk Jaron Jackson Jr., never don't do it ever the reason is and i brought it up so i thought i, I don't look at ownership at all i thought he would be relatively low owned he came in at like almost 50 percent ownership in tournaments and i was just like well i want none of that then because this guy's always in foul trouble and if half the field's gonna be there and he gets in foul trouble i'm looking great and sure enough he got massive foul trouble like he almost always does so the times you want to play jared jackson jr are when he's low owned when he is chalk he is a easy fade in GPPs for the reason of this guy is just always in foul trouble. So, like, I'll take a shot in him at low ownership in tournaments. Um, but when he's chalk, I want none of that. All right. So, let's get into the eight-game slate, guys. We'll start off Atlanta and Detroit. So, Atlanta basically fully healthy. We do have Kevin Herter questionable. Well, not, not a big deal, though, if you miss this. We do have John Collins back. At the top, Trey Young, 10-2. Um, feels priced about right. Good matchup. Uh, does have a ceiling. Um, except for when I play him right. But, um, yeah, I think he's a decent option here. Uh, the bigs, Capella with Collins back, a little bit hard to go there. Keep an eye on the Collins news. If he starts, I think he's definitely more in play. Played 25 minutes on the bench in his first game back. Um, but not much else here I'm looking to on the Atlanta side. On the Detroit side, Katie Cunningham, I think looks decent in a good matchup at 7.5K. Should play low to mid-30s minutes. A good matchup does have shoot, shooting guard small forward eligibility. But, again, always, always in foul trouble um when i play him when i when i don't he stays out of foul trouble smashes the wings and bay and grant i think are both decent options neither priority plays um the bigs nothing that really stands out i mean Mar marvin bagley at 4-4 um in his first game back played 22 minutes played well i mean he'll be productive but like i don't love the price point so um there's just not much that really stands out in the detroit side chicago and philly Kind of the same thing, not much here. We do have Vooch questionable. Billy Donovan expects him to play. Now, Vucevic can't go. Then we can look to Tristan Thompson, who becomes a really good value at 3-2. That would most likely start. So, again, monitor that news. But if Tristan Thompson starts, he's going to look really, really good there. Um, if Vucevic plays, though, I mean, of the big three, I think Levine's probably the easiest to get to at 8.3. I will say Io DeSumo at 5-2 is a relatively safe place from playing pretty consistent minutes, like mid-30s. Um, you know, he has a relatively high floor, too. So, I think he's an okay play there uh, at his price. Moving on to Philadelphia. So, great, great matchup here. We do have uh, Harden back. So, Embiid and Harden, they are decent options at the top. Now, you're not getting either at a discount. But, like I said, it's a great matchup. Um, so, I think both Embiid and Harden are in play. Probably with small lean to Harden over Embiid since he's got point guard shooting guard eligibility. A little bit easier to get him in there. And then the value, I'm just going to stay away from for Philadelphia. Houston and Miami. So, again, I went to Wood at KPJ at extremely low ownership, and they came through in a huge way for me tonight. Probably not going to go back there tomorrow against Miami, one of the best defenses in the league. So, really hard to get to either of them. There's really not much here at all. So, Houston's basically a full fade for me. On the Miami side, we might have Oladipo playing. We might have Martin playing. Um, so, it would be Oladipo's first game this year. So keep an eye on that one. We still have Lowry out. Um, you know, it's a great, great spot. So I feel like the main guys 
are in play if you think Houston can keep this game close. So like Bam, Jimmy, and Hero all look pretty solid if you think Houston can keep it close. Because Houston plays no defense. Gabe Vincent most likely starts um, if, uh, or he should continue to start with Lowry out. So I think he's like a fair play. You know, you have likes like Robinson and Struss that are viable, but have to hit the shots to get value. So um, that's kind of it for Miami. We went on to Portland and Minnesota. So once again, Portland's very shorthanded. Now they're resting Simon. So Josh Hart, same thing. Uh, so this is what I said last time. It's like, if you think Minnesota, if you think this game would stay competitive, you should play Simons and probably run it back with one of those Minnesota guys. I did that on the late slate. So I had a really good night on Saturday on the late slate. I had Simons, ran it back with Cat, you know, play those Portland value plays. I had a chance to take down, guys, in the late slate. Malik Beasley ejected. Like, it's always something. It is always something. Someone shooting 5% from the field, massive foul trouble, random blowouts, injuries, ejections. It's always something. Overtime that, you know, cost me $500 uh, because my player gets like negative points and uh, Jokic goes for 80 in overtime. It's always something. It's always something. But um, yeah, back to Portland. So if they want any chance to keep this game close, you're probably going to see a pretty big game from Hearts. So I like them for tournaments. You know, I think Watford, Eubanks will split the tournament. So we do have Greg Brown back too. So that's one more body possibly in the rotation. Also, Elijah Hughes status up in the air. So, like, they might be a little bit deeper than they were last game when they were at eight, eight available players. So, would it be a different situation? Um, you know, I was extremely high in Portland last time because they only had eight bodies. But they did, if they had, like, 10 available players, they're not going to look as good. Um, LLB, assuming he continues to start, I think is a relatively safe play at 4.5K. A guy that can kind of do everything for the team. Not a great player, but, like, he's probably going to play pretty significant minutes. Keon Johnson had a big game in the starting lineup. Um, played 29 minutes. Again, playable to sub-4K price point. Williams, Randy Williams will play the backup point guard. Actually, I mean, with Simon's out, maybe he starts. So if he starts, I think he's going to be a pretty good value. I don't know. They can do a lot of different things with this lineup, and it's just like, like I said, it's like Hart and like a bunch of scrubs right now. Um, so keep an eye on the news with Brown and Hughes, and keep an eye on the starting lineup for Portland. On the Minnesota side, so Anthony Edwards, doubtful. Patrick Beverly, questionable. The top two guys, same thing I'll say. If you think Portland keep this game close, and then Cat and D'Lo, you know, both these guys can smash. We saw 70 from Cat last game. We saw D'Lo go for 43. So I like them both. If you think Portland keep it close, but there's massive blowout risk. McDaniels and Vanderbilt. These are two guys that probably play over 30 minutes. I think they're decent values, uh, assuming that Patrick Beverly's out. And if Patrick Beverly's out and Blake Beasley starts, I like him at 4-3. He was on pace for a massive game last game. And the faders got bailed out with a random ejection. He was on pace for at least like 35 fancy points. So um, I think if Patrick Bell was out and Beasley starts, he's going to be a pretty good value play there. Uh, we do a couple other question marks here with Torian Prince and um, with Nas Reed. So monitor that, uh, you know, maybe some possible uh, potential value off the bench there for Minnesota. Utah and Dallas. So now we have Conley back. Um, there's just not much that really stands out here. I think Gobert and Mitchell are both like fine options, but more secondary spend up. So that's really it for Utah. Um, probably Gobert being my favorite play at 7-9. On the Dallas side, we have Brunson questionable, Maxi Kleba questionable, Luka Doncic is probable. I think Luka's a good tournament play. I think the match will scare some people away. But he's playing like 40 minutes a game and just doing everything for the team. So no issue if you want to spend up for Luka. If Brunson's out, I do think you can get to Dinwiddie even with Luka playing, uh, who would probably start and play like mid-30s minutes. So I think Dinwiddie would definitely be viable there. DFS, Bullock will play big minutes for the low usage. Um, if Kleba's out, I do think you can look to Dwight Powell, who got in some massive foul trouble last game. 
I think he's going to play, you know, as many minutes as he can handle if there's no Cleveland, right? Against a big Utah team, he's really their only other big, unless they want to dust off Boban. So um, I think Dwight Powell, if there's no Cleveland, actually is a pretty good value play. Lakers and Spurs. So how about that game from LeBron last night? LeBron went for 56 real-life points. It's a great matchup. Um, he's playing a lot at the center. I think you can get to LeBron. I, I don't love the price at 11-6, but I do like the matchup. So LeBron looks pretty solid. Westbrook is still overpriced. I do like Malik Monk, assuming he continues to start. He's been starting and playing like over 30 minutes every single game. So I think he looks pretty good in the mid-range. I think Melo at 5-2 off the bench should play, you know, close to 30 minutes. That looks okay. Um, the rest of the Lakers, nothing else I really feel good about. THT came back but played like under 20 minutes in his first game back. Um, let's move on to the Spurs. So Spurs, we have some question marks here. Um, we have Murray and Vassell, both questionable. If they are both out, keep an eye on the starting lineup. But I would guess that Trey Jones enters the starting lineup. For, for Murray, if that's the case, he's going to make for a great value. And then, like, if the sell's out, you should get more run for, like, Lonnie Walker and Josh Primo are going to become a lot more in play. So keep an eye on that news. If they're both in, I think DeJounte Murray is a decent spend-up at the top. You know, the price is not amazing, but it's a great, great matchup, and he's going to have to do everything for the team. Um, and then Pirtle at 7-9 feels priced about right, maybe a little bit overpriced. Keldon, pretty sure he had a big game last game, you know, for 47. More of an outlier, but um, he's been playing pretty well of late. I guess you look at his last two games, six and then 47 fancy points. Uh, pretty wide gap there. But yeah, Vassell and Murray News is big. All right, a couple games left. So Golden State, Denver. Well, Golden State's resting everyone. So I believe they're going to have 10 available players. Pool one, Porter two, Kaminga three, Looney four, Bealitz a five, Lee six, JTA seven, Moody eight, Shio's a nine, and I believe Witherspoon will be active. So that should be 10 bodies. We'll, we'll get confirmation on that before the game starts. So, yeah, if they want to keep this game competitive, I mean, Jordan Poole's had to do everything for the team, so I think he looks amazing here. Um, most likely starts, most likely plays over 30 minutes. He looks fantastic. I think Otto Porter looks pretty good, too, at 4.6K. He's going to get a pretty big usage bump, so those two look good. I think Kaminga might start if he does. He's going to look great. Um, Looney at 4-1. I mean, they're going to need his defense on Jokic, so uh, I think he's an okay value play. If he can stay out of foul trouble, he's probably playing 25-plus minutes. You can make, basically make an argument for any of these Warriors. Be elites off the bench, definitely in play. Lee, like all these value plays off the bench are in play. But I think the guys feel the best about probably being um, Poole, Porter, Kaminga, Looney. Um, keep it on the starting lineup. Like if Damian Lee starts, I think he's going to become a pretty good value. They could also go to Moses Moody in the starting lineup. So um, yeah, a lot to like here for Golden State. But somehow Steve Kerr will find a way to screw us DFS players and like play everyone 25 minutes like Mike Malone did. When Jokic was out. All right. Uh, on the Denver side. So, Will Barton left that game. I believe he did not return uh, with an ankle sprain. So, keep an eye on that news. Uh, but Jokic just went for, like, almost 100 fancy points. Absolutely insane game. Again, cost me, like, $500 to that overtime. Unreal. Unreal stuff. Guys, this is the only – this is the way to drink Gatorade. These bottles um, – it is, uh, it's the best way to drink Gatorade. So yeah, that's all I got to say about that. Um, but yeah, back to, back to Denver. So Jokic, you know, some blowout risk here with everyone resting on Golden State, but obviously he has a massive ceiling. If Barton's out, keep in the starting lineup. Um, you know, probably we'll get some more Mets with the likes of like Jeff Green, Bones Highland, Bryn Forbes, maybe Rivers. I don't know if there would be like someone that like immediately stands out as like a great play if Barton can't go, but Again, we'll monitor that news. And finally, the Knicks and the Kings. So I feel like we're getting a lot of just late night 
hammered Nick schemes recently. But yeah, at the top with Randall Barrett, I think Barrett's the guy that looks the best here at 8K. I mean, he's playing mass mess right now. He shot 6 of 26 when I finally bought into him. Um, but other than that, he's been amazing. So I think RJ Barrett looks pretty good here in a great matchup. Randall's in play as well. He had an awful start to the game. I think he started at 0 of 7. Uh, but those who definitely played a great matchup, probably lean Barrett over Randall. But like I said, both look good. Mid-range guys are solid options. They've been running a pretty condensed rotation. So you should see over 30 minutes from Burks and Fournier. If Robinson stays out of foul trouble, we saw the upside that he has. So he's obviously a solid GPP play. Uh, quickly off the bench, has been playing pretty consistent minutes. I think he's definitely in play. He does have point guard shooting guard eligibility. So um, that's kind of it for the next starters, plus quickly. And I think they all look pretty good in a great matchup. And like I said, they've been running a pretty tight rotation. On the Sacramento side, it's a little bit of a tougher spot. But I think Sabonis is a decent contrarian play. I think people might get scared away here. I mean, he's just... Can, I swear, he was never in this much foul trouble. I swear, every single game for uh, the Kings, Sabonis is in foul trouble. So I feel like box score watchers might avoid uh, Sabonis. I think this will, will, you'll be able to get him at extremely low ownership. But 28 minutes, fouled out. 32 minutes, five foul, like it was a massive foul trouble. Like, if he stays out of foul trouble, he's playing close to 40 minutes. So I think Sabonis looks good as a contrarian play. And I, think, I don't think anyone will play him. De'Aaron Fox at 9-3. I mean, he's played well except for when I play him, right? I buy in, three assists. Uh, other than that, 50, 56, 56, and 58 fancy points. I played De'Aaron Fox, massive bust. Like I said, no one runs worse than me. And it's 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 a known fact in the DFS community. There's no one that runs worse. Um, Harrison Barnes is 6K. It's kind of just a neutral play for me. Um, you know, Trey Lyle was massive chalk a couple games ago. He's been starting, but hasn't really been playing enough minutes for, for me to feel good about that. Um... Jeremy Lamb is questionable if he can't go. I think there'll be, you know, kind of solidified minutes for the likes of like DiVincenzo and Davion Mitchell, who I think will both be in play. I mean, we've seen uh, the, the minutes been ticking up at DiVincenzo, 25, 29, 34. So I think he's in play. Davion Mitchell maybe plays a couple extra minutes. He's been playing low 20s minutes. And then Holmes should play the backup five. He's only 3.4K. If Sabonis gets in massive foul trouble again, he's probably benefiting. So in a large full tournament, I guess you can consider him. But that's really going to do it for the video today, guys. So... Um, if you have been enjoying the tilting content, basically, just make sure you hit that like button, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. But as always, no, I really appreciate all your support, guys. Hope you have a great night, and I will see everyone in the next video.